Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Can you imagine bringing an animal that you love, or an animal at least that you have cared for and raised yourself, bringing it as an act of worship to be sacrificed and placed on an altar and burned. Hard to imagine that being religious ritual, right? I don't think many of us are are yearning for that, for that ancient practice to come back. And yet that's that's what religion was. That's what the ancient religion was. A system of, of sacrifices which maybe as we read about them they seem so alien and hard to relate to and barbaric even. How could we kill innocent animals and put them on the altar? By the way, I think what we do to animals in our so-called civilized world is, is, is way worse. Factory farming is way more barbaric than... Uh, than the way in which animals at that time were treated. But that's another subject for another podcast. The idea, as we enter into this third book of Torah, Vayikra, which in Hebrew means, and he called, and in English is translated as Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, Vayikra, is, is really all about ritual. The ways in which, now that we have the people and we have the priests, the Kohanim, and we have the Mishkan, we have the tabernacle all complete. What's the ritual? What's the religious ritual that happens there? Well, it happens to be a whole elaborate system of of animal sacrifice, the different types of sacrifice for different offerings. I think not only is the the concept of killing an animal as an act of religion, alien to most of us. I think even the word sacrifice, the word sacrifice is, is hard. Like, what does it mean, sacrifice? We give something up. In Hebrew, the word that is usually translated as sacrifice is actually a korban, lahakriv. Lahakriv means to, to bring something near, to cause a closeness, an intimacy to happen. And a korban is really an act of, of connection, an act of coming close. may seem strange that that's the way in which we come close, but really the point is, the point is of the sacrifice, that in a sense we are bringing a part of ourself a little closer. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs says, Lahakriv, that word that is uh, translated as to sacrifice, is to bring the animal element within us to be transformed through the divine fire that once burned on the altar and still burns at the heart of prayer if we truly seek closeness to God. Do we seek that closeness? It's very difficult for some of us to feel even that there is a God. And if there is, like, how do I? 
come close? How do I uh, approach that source of divinity, of holiness, you might say? And so these sacrifices, whilst on the surface they seem extremely alien and from a, from a very, very different world, there's something about the essence of what they represent that still lives and breathes within us. And this type of, of worship in Hebrew is known as avodah, avodah. And the animal sacrifices were the form of worship in the, in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, and in the first and second temples, when the temples stood in Jerusalem. After that second temple was destroyed by the Romans in the year 70, the rabbis had a dilemma. How was Judaism going to survive without a temple? How was Judaism going to survive without its spiritual center, its physical center being in the land of Israel, in Jerusalem? So that avodah, that worship, became avodah shebalev, worship of the heart, worship of the heart, avodah shebalev, which is really, of course, the rabbinic or one of the rabbinic names for prayer. And prayer is the way we achieve that intimacy with the divine. Very difficult. Some of us... Uh, have no relationship to prayer. Some of us have a, a kind of rote relationship to prayer where we go through the motions of praying, but do we really feel that sense of connection, that aliveness, that intimacy? I think as we begin this third book of Torah, those are, those are the questions. Those are the questions. The world needs our heart right now. This world needs our heart. The Mizbeach, the altar, the altar in the temple on which those sacrifices happened is our own heart. And we need them. We need each other and we need our hearts to show up. And we need, we need to restore a sense, not, to, not, not a restoration of the temple sacrifices of the animals, but we need to restore a sense of that intimacy of of having spiritual and religious lives that really are korbanot, are offerings that come close. Rabbi Shefer Gold, in, in her book Torah Journeys, she talks about prayer taking the place of, of sacrifice and she asks such deep questions. She asks, can the word of a prayer engage the senses fully? Can we taste it, smell it? touch it, feel its blood, hear its music and the silence within it, witness its passage into the void, see in it the shadow of death and the spark of life? Do we leave our prayer feeling purified, our burdens lifted? Wow. Tasting and smelling a prayer in the way that you would so obviously feel and taste and smell that animal, both the animal when it's alive and the animal when it's freshly slaughtered and offered up, so visceral, 
what would it take to have lives of prayer like that? To have prayer be visceral in that way, touching and smelling and tasting prayer. One of the ways that the Torah describes these offerings, at least from the perspective of, of God, who we imagine as the recipient of these offerings, is very much through the sense of, of smell. The smell, a mouth-watering smell for some of us, the smell of barbecue, the smell of uh, animal flesh being cooked on the altar, is described as a reach nichoach al-Adonai, as a pleasing odor to God. I don't think many of us actually believe that uh, God has a sense of smell in the same way that humans have a sense of smell, but this notion that somehow these sacrifices were a pleasing odor. So how do we translate that into, into our prayer life? I sometimes joke about the fact that, you know, it's not, not so common that in our interactions with each other to say, how's your prayer life? But perhaps we should. It can be really important to infuse, to punctuate our, our day with prayer, just as our, our week is punctuated by, by Shabbat, as I spoke about last week, the, the idea of infusing, of drenching our, our day with, with prayer. There were the, the timidim, which were the, the, the um, fixed times for sacrifices. Um, three times a day and four times a day on, on certain holidays that uh, there's this sort of debate in the Talmud are, are our prayers that we have today and traditional Jews pray three times a day Shacharit in the morning and Mincha in the afternoon and uh, Ma'ariv in the evening and there's a debate whether, whether those prayers are in correspondence of, of narratives in the book of Genesis narratives of Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob, all of whom uh, are involved in ways that seem to be prayerful. And so the rabbis say, ah, you know, Abraham, Abraham fixed uh, Shacharit, the morning service, and uh, Yitzchak, Isaac, when he went out into the, the field at the end of the afternoon uh, to meditate, Lasuach Basadeh, uh, he fixed uh, the, the Mincha, the afternoon service, and and Jacob, who came across a place at night time and lay down his head on a rock and dreamed of a, a ladder of angels going up and down. And he came acro across this place and he, uh, according to the, the rabbis, um, instituted the, the Mari, the evening prayer. However, the Talmud then asks, well, is, it, is that where we get these three daily prayers or is it actually from the three daily sacrifices? And when the Talmud asks a question like that, the answer is not usually either or, but both and. Yes, both are true. We connect to the narratives of our ancestors and at the same time we are doing this avodah shebalev, this service of the heart, this worship, this taking the, the energy of an animal sacrifice and uh, offering a, a sacrifice from our heart, but not a sacrifice in the sense of giving up, although we are bringing a piece of ourselves, but more the sense of la to, to to come close. So I'm going to be exploring in, in some later episodes a little more in depth this this concept of uh, of tefillah of prayer 
as korban. But for now, just leaving us with that, with that question, or those questions, those profound questions about our own experience of prayer. Like, can can prayer be visceral? Can it can it be something that we can taste and smell and feel so deeply and with passion and like we're we're bringing a piece of ourselves, allowing a piece of ourselves to be consumed and offered up to a higher good. And whatever our relationship is to prayer, may we feel empowered to be vulnerable, to show up and to offer ourselves to this aching world so that we can, through those acts of service, offer reach nichoach l'ashem, offer pleasing odors to God that will somehow penetrate the heavens above and bring some kind of resolution and order and peace in this world. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.